So there's a new twist upon the ongoing asylum seeker crisis. Shocking. Must be just shocking to you. Yeah. Um, and this is the crisis, of course, the feds are pretending isn't a crisis. But now we get uh, news that the Canadian border officers are reporting that those irregular border crossers, or as some people call them, illegal border crossers, uh, are now acting as, quote, anchor relatives. So those making refugee claims at official points of entry. Yeah. The ones that are pouring through those fields and through those unofficial border crossings, apparently they've learned to game the system. And even though they are breaking the rules, they know that they can now somehow bring their family in when their own claim is not processed. So they make a, a refugee claim, then they bring their family in under the safe third country agreement. And they can't be refused. And the government apparently knows this is happening, but they're not saying how widespread it is. And so we have loopholes and loopholes in the loopholes. And we have a government that will not address it. And you got to ask yourself, how fair is this to those waiting in line, doing this the proper way? It's not. I mean, how fair is it to the taxpayers? It's not. And you know how much we've spent so far? The costs are at $270 million to house and deal with a crisis of one government's making. And if you raise a concern, apparently you're racist, according to the Prime Minister's office. And uh, new polling numbers show 65% of Canadians are not happy. Let's bring in Giddy Mammon. He is, of course, an immigration lawyer who knows about all these things. He can correct me where I am wrong. Good to have you here. Hi, hi, Alex. How are you? I'm well. I'm a little frustrated by this headline. I saw this last night, and I thought, "Are you kidding me? Like now, this?" So clear up where I've gotten it wrong, and and what is happening? Well, it's it's not wrong. I I think the first thing that I want to say is that the safe third country agreement was implemented to protect Canada from uh, duplicate claims. What what was happening before is that people who were going to the United States and making a claim there found a very unfriendly uh, refugee system. So what they would do is when they failed in the United States, they would cross the border into Canada and then make a second claim in Canada. And so what happened is we entered into this agreement, and the United States kind of helped us out to prevent this from happening, to prevent people from making duplicate claims in North America. The problem is since then, we, one major change has happened. The dynamics are that the United States is now putting pressure to get rid of their um, uh, illegals, and we have decided not to defend the border, not to enforce the border. So now you have people coming across the border. And the Safe Third Country Agreement said, well, look, if you, if you are inside of Canada making a, a refugee claim, then your spouse, your children, your parents, your siblings, your grandparents, your grandchildren, your aunts, your uncles, and your nieces and nephews, they could also enter Canada uh, if they want to pursue a refugee claim. And once they are in Canada and making a refugee claim, then they can bring in their spouses, their sons, their daughters, their parents, their legal guardians, and all that, and bring them into Canada. So really... Um, you know, you'd think this might be a, a, a problem with a safe third country agreement, but it really isn't because if the border is wide open, it's wide open for everybody. You don't need to apply this exemption. Uh, you can, just about anybody who wants to come across the border can. 
But uh, the focus is on the safe third country agreement, assuming that we have a normal system where the borders are being enforced. Which they're not. So we Which so nothing not, is course. normal about this. And so, you know, it, it's one thing to go through the system, uh, as my husband did, let's say, where you wait your turn, you pay your fees, you, you wait and go through the process. But then what we have now is it's a free-for-all. And then upon that, you've got a bunch of people that are kind of taking advantage of all the rules, and then they're bringing in a whole bunch of other people. So what does it mean for those who are doing it through the proper channels? Um. It, it's uh, it's really hard to explain because, you know, I'm in this situation every day. I have people who are uh, hiring us to go through, uh, you know, leaps and bounds to get their immigration status. And we do that because that's what we're supposed to do. Uh, and yet the border is wide open. And so there is uh, constantly these comments that are being made to us when we tell our clients, look, you don't qualify for immigration. I know the next words that they're going to say. Well, what's the story? How come all these other people just get to come across the border and stay here and I can't? So it's not really a good question for me. I think that that's a good question for our government. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I, I don't understand why uh, this government um, uh, very, is very much different than all of the governments that I have been involved with in the last 30 years of my practice. Uh, every government before did not appreciate people crossing the fields and, and you know, going through the hole in the fence. But we've established, you know, almost little mini processing centers there now, um, you know, uh, equipped with all kinds of things. Uh, and I'm not sure why. So the Safe Third Country Agreement really doesn't mean a lot when the, when the, when the, uh, when the border is, is just wide open. Right. And so theoretically, then why can't anyone do it? Because it just it seems like this is getting worse and worse because information's getting out that you can get through into Canada pretty easily. And by the way, you can bring your family. So now, um, you know, we're getting people who are just continually flowing in. Well, look, Alex, the, 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 the situation is really uh, what is there to discuss about this? Uh, you know, there's a hole in the fence and there's much water that wants to pour through. Could that I go gonna... through it? Like, could I just walk? Well, well see, that's know? exactly the question. Can a Canadian citizen, you know, the government says, well, it's not illegal, it's irregular. Does that mean I, giddy <laughs> ma'am, and Canadian citizen can go instead of when we come back from Buffalo, do I have to wait in line for two hours behind the cars in front of me? Or can I just go and cross a field? and enter Canada. Would that be legal? Uh, I think that's a crazy question. But in the context of the politics, it seems to be an acceptable phrase uh, that this is irregular. When I went to law school, we only had two concepts. There was legal and there was illegal. I never once in a course heard a professor say that that's irregular. Uh, it's legal or illegal. And, and the reality is that Canadian immigration policy right now is not being dictated by the government, by uh, uh, Justin Trudeau. Uh, it's being dictated by the White House. And the reason why I say that is because the White House is deciding who is going to stay in the United States under temporary protected status, a TPS program. These are all people who, uh, who couldn't go back to their countries because of some war calamity or something. So when those TPS expires is when those people are going to be coming to Canada. Uh, they're, not going to go, but they're not going to want to go back to their country, so they're going to come here. And once the White House starts and Congress starts to decide when and where they're going to pass a comprehensive immigration reform, if they ever get to that, or they decide to give status to the DACA kids, that's when the pressure on our border will uh, will um, be felt. It's not it's not a result of uh, Justin Trudeau. It's a result of the Americans making decisions about what kind of pressure they're going to put on illegals in their country, 
and of course our open border. So okay, well it, let me let me step in there because I I'll, I'll I'll disagree with you. You might be right because you're a smarter lawyer uh, type than me, but I think most people will look at it and say, well, hold on a second. Um, you can blame the United States to a point, but it was our prime minister who put out the tweet and made it sound like anybody could come one, come all. And the bottom line is they have not made um, it enough, clear enough that, no, you cannot do this. And they've done no, nothing to secure those border points to send the signal that, yeah, no, you can't just show up here en masse. I agree 100 percent with you that the, the, the point is uh, the real difference is that our border is more or less open, and that is clearly a decision that Justin Trudeau made uh, with his cabinet. What I'm trying to say is how many people cross the border is going to be determined. While our border is open, the United States will determine how many people cross the border. If tomorrow Donald Trump were to stand up and say, I'm going to start deporting everybody who is here illegally, no matter what, you are going to have a mad rush to the Canadian border. Yeah, and, and clearly, Giddy, we have a prime minister who's going to say, come on in, like he's the Statue of Liberty. I mean, we have to be prepared for that, and we're not. I mean, we have $265 million and growing. We've got a, a mayor who's going to be coming out at 10 o'clock to address the situation. We've got Canadians, 65% and more, who are not happy. The government better get on this. Yeah, Alex, the only thing that I'm not happy about the conversation is when somebody says, okay, this yeah. is how much it's going to cost, or this is how much it's costing us already. No one knows how much it's going to cost. Yeah. Anything the federal government tells you, this is the price tag, they simply don't know. Because when people, when, when people come here and they make a refugee claim, we have no idea if they're going to be accepted or if they're going to be uh, uh, rejected. If they're accepted, we have no idea how long they're going to be on welfare, how much medical care they're going to need, what kind of crimes may be associated uh, we, we simply don't know the cost. It's an open-ended question. Uh, and even now, we don't even know how many people are going to be arriving because we don't know the kinds of pressure yeah. that the United States is going to have on their, on their uh, illegal population. We don't know more than we know, but nonetheless, uh, these questions keep coming up. Giddy, thanks so much. My pleasure. Giddy Mammon is an immigration lawyer. He has done this for an awful long time. He has never seen what we are watching, and I think a lot of people are scratching their heads because there is no plan. It is clear there is no plan.